Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Happy Monday. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. A little bit of a short week, folks. We're going to take Thanksgiving and and Friday off. Andy's traveling all over the place. Dan's traveling all over the place. But we'll have three jam-packed days. What do you think, Andy? Can we get five days worth of stuff into three days? Yeah, let's do a quick... BetSports Media media update. We're going to do three days worth of brown bag bets. We're going to do the deep dive on Tuesday night, same time, but a day early, because Drew's flying up to the islands. And then I'm going to, I think Motoy's going to step in and we'll do a Market Matters on Wednesday. Maybe we'll just talk about all the Thanksgiving markets. It's feast week. There's some tournaments. He has one right in his background or right in his backyard. So I think we'll have a plenty of media. And then obviously Thursday halftime shows. I'll still get on my phone and do halftime shows, whatever. So a little lighter week, but uh, we'll, we'll, st- we'll still be here for you. And if you have any questions for games, you can still tweet at me. I'm, I'm not going to be doing much. I don't drive. I make the wife drive. She enjoys that. We'll be, we'll be around. Yes, I will bring my phone with me to my father's house. So, um, otherwise, decent weekend of football, except for all the games that sucked, which was ninety percent of them. The Packers game was highly entertaining. Last night turned out to be highly entertaining. We had a forty-one point fourth quarter. I had to look at that again because I'm like, man, there's like, there had to be like forty points in the second half. There were fifty-one points in the second half. That game got off the rails late, blocked punts, tipped interceptions. I mean, just short fields, lots of touchdowns. Yeah, Chargers minus four ticket. Uh, such is life sometimes with some of these games. It's just I, I, the Steelers were probably the wrong side. But when you have some wacky stuff like that, um, you end up with – it was like offsetting penalties, replay fourth down, make them punt it again. Be like, oh, man. I wonder if they'll get better field position and the free runner comes through and they block the punt, get it at the two. So wackiness ensued on Sunday night. Yes, uh, Dan, our second half bet was the over 23 and a half. We got there a couple times. Both teams got there themselves and it felt good to have an easy one once in a while. Yeah, I like that play quite a bit because the first half, it felt like shit had a lot more points. The Steelers really kind of screwed up when they got close. And I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone predicted a 41 point, you know, fourth quarter, which, you know, is an over, I think, in a few games a year, just that 41 alone. It's just, it was nuts. But it was nice to catch a few of the uh, touchdown scores there at the end, recoup a little bit of money, if you will. Yeah, I get some anytime touchdown scores. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some, there was some weird stuff. And yeah, the, sa- the Steelers should have taken a safety at the end. I think I'm gonna. I was actually gonna ask some of my people who run win probability models what the what the win probability difference is in taking the safety and doing the onside kick versus trying to convert. You know, a fourth and thirty-two. I think it was, which is an awful tough conversion for almost anybody, including a quarterback who can't throw it thirty-two yards. So, but we'll digress and we'll move on to multiple sports today. Because it is a Monday, we have a bunch, and we're going to fire up some NBA where the Bulls reign supreme. I only need 30, <laughs> 32 more wins, and we got that season win total over. 
It sure is. It seemed pretty easy. And again, not the way we thought. We thought this would be kind of a high-flying offense, scoring a lot of points. But um, the, the defensive additions have been really good. And, and although Vucevic has struggled, everybody else has kind of stepped up here. I mean, if you've been following some of the DeMar DeRozan props that were posted at Ace NBA previews, you're having a nice year. Uh, turns out he was a pretty good addition. Caruso is going to make an all-defensive team. It looks like uh, very bullish on Chicago, Andy. I, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, Bing, Bing Bong. Guess what? Knicks are dead. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's been it's early. It's fun though. It, I just honestly, I don't care how they do in the playoffs. I'm not actually a Nick or a Bulls fan. I'm not a Knicks fan either. But I just want 45 wins out of this team. Cash that ticket for me. So let's go Bulls and let's see what you got for a, a half decent slate tonight. There's a lot of games. You, you kind of have to cut away a lot of the uh, the chaff, if you will, to get to the wheat. Is that how that works? Or the, uh, the bad to get to the meat? Anyway, I don't know. Working on my metaphors. I struggled with something just before the show, people. Don't worry about it. Turns out you chuck corn. Anyway, um, a handful of games tonight. Just three, though, that I like from a play perspective. And apologies, didn't get a chance to run my first quarter model. Ran out of time before the show. I'll post all that stuff on Bedsbirds in, in a poster. You can find that on Twitter. I'll tweet that out since I missed it today. But we'll start with the Thunder. Team total under 100.5 points. This is something we've bet a few times, and we're going to continue to bet kind of over and over again. This is a team that really struggles to score even when they're in good spots. Tonight, you know, it's a three and four, a six and nine. They're playing a Hawks team that is rested, has kind of the defensive pieces they need. Obviously, it'd be better if they had DeAndre Hunter. He is, you know, one of the their better defensive players. But overall, this this should just be a nice, easy, comfortable win for a Hawks team that I think is going to just really kind of blow away the thunder. And instead of, you know, laying the points, you know, Atlanta's not really a quick, fast paced team. Neither is Oklahoma city. I, I think we might kind of see a slow, comfortable game here. It's just really hard for me to get the thunder, even to 99 points, let alone to 101 that I need to cash this under. So thunder under a hundred and a half, your Minnesota Timberwolves, Andy, the wood dogs, um, going to lay the wood here. Minus three, starting to see some three and a half pop. Hopefully it bounces back to three, three and a half is okay. No more than three and a half though. I was able to grab, I think a two or two and a half earlier today. You know, I have the Timberwolves here about six point favorite. So once it gets to four, it's a little bit too small, but it's for me to really get excited, but they've been a really solid team here. They're going up against the New Orleans Pelicans team that for whatever reason, the market has been very slow to adjust, despite the fact that they look like one of, if not the worst teams in the NBA. We know Zion Williamson is still out kind of, you know, working on his uh, body and trying to get himself in some sort of a shape here other than round to get into the season this year. Um, just think this is a nice spot for the Timberwolves. Yes, they're on the road, but uh, three and four here for the Pelicans. So happy to lay some points here with the Timberwolves. Again, we'll draw the line probably right at four. Anything deeper than that's probably no good. And then a little bit of optimism here. It's time for some overs. they got to be coming eventually, Andy. They've been starting to pop it every once in a while. And, you know, again, I try not to be too trendy, but it's important to pay attention to those things overall so you can kind of get a feel for – how the market's adjusting, how people are reacting. And I think this Grizzlies jazz game here is just a great spot for an over. I'm seeing 221 and a half. I have this at 225 myself, you know, tweak some things. I can get as high as 226. I'm a little concerned maybe that the pace might not be as fast as I want it to be. But you go back and look historically, these teams generally play quicker paced games than they have average, you know, kind of looking at the last year, their pace has picked up. I think, you know, given kind of the guard interplay that we're going to have here tonight, I think that that is going to lead itself to, again, a little higher pace, especially also with 
the young Memphis bigs that really aren't interested in kind of taking possession slowly. I think they're also going to be able to guard Gobert. So we're going to see, I think, what should be a more guard-centric approach to the game today. And as long as the pace can be, you know, anything even close to average, I think we're going to get well over 222 here, which should be a really fun game to watch. So team total under, laying the wood with the Wolves and the Grizzlies Jazz over 221. Uh, no, I'm Savage Samurai. KAT is not a good defender. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's if he's out, the totals will usually, you know, adjust in a in a very particular way. It's been a little while since I pulled that funny. up, and somebody did a good write up for it. I can't remember where I'll share it if I find it, but yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is arguably the most influential player in NBA betting markets. When he is in, totals are up four to five points. When he is out, they are down four to five points. He is, not only scores a lot, but he allows a lot of points. So um, it's one of those interesting examples of, of how you need to look at each player individually with a, a wide scope and, and think a little outside the box. Yeah, he is. It's it's very funny how uh, Timberwolves' totals will move. Be like, man, does he score that much more than his replacement? You explained it to me once. But like, yeah, also, like whoever's replacing him is a better defender like almost literally doesn't matter who it is off the bench they're going to be better at defense I'm like well that's that's a full-on thing huh so yeah like a five-point adjustment wild um speaking of adjustments i don't know how to adjust this line i don't know what to make sense of this don't don't bet it sure is gonna be fun yeah i mean if you want throw 50 bucks on somebody just for fun i guess but we have the match five they're called they're just even though it's different golfers they're just calling it the match five so this is at the wind golf club which is not a tough course because it's meant for tourists um it is right behind right behind the uh the win encore there at the, i'm 90 sure that's what they're using they actually almost tore this course down a few years ago to put in like a beach like a literal beach for to make like a you know a beach club but actually with sand when they realized, I guess that was dumb since they already have the Encore Beach Club, but they're only going to play in uh, 12 holes. And I don't know what kind of offerings we're going to have for live betting. I think that'll be more interesting. Right now, Bryson is the betting favorite, minus 20. Brooks, even money, plus 100. Brooks is actually playing golf lately, but not well. He's missing cuts, not really looking good, but... Bryson's not really playing at all. So I don't know how you handicap this. I guess I'm probably going to actually spend a little time on this this afternoon. I'm going to pull up the course stats and see. I mean, it's not like, oh, Bryson's a big hitter. Brooks has a very good driver of the ball as well. I'm actually going to look a little more at maybe some of the putting stuff to see if we can find an advantage there. But yeah, if you want, pick, pick whichever guy you hate the least. Bet on him <laughs> just so you can cheer on it. But I, I will probably be abstaining. I say that now, but once we get towards once we get towards Friday, my, my tune might change quite a bit. And if they have live betting or I see any derivatives or props in this, I'm certainly gonna be digging into that. There should be some the only props I can find is like if these guys ever were to meet each meet, meet in the ring for a boxing match, who would win? And why only twelve holes? I guess probably because these tournaments aren't actually as fun as they sound on paper. And they, they're, you know, it's made for TV. I think they figured out, like, this is the TV window we have, so we're making it 12 holes because nothing matters. It's dumb. So, all right, um, yeah. Have we seen Bryson play golf, by the way, since the long drive competition? Do we know if his swing is still all goofed up from that? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, he was doing that at the same time as, as the last tournament he was in. So, I mean, it's... 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in a little deeper on that, but I likely won't have some sort of like surefire angle on. Oh, this is this is where you want to go with these these two professional golfers playing on a resort course in Las Vegas uh, off of a weird break. So instead, we're gonna bet on low level women's tennis. It is. There's tennis. It's it's amazing. It persists no matter what. I always say that it's 11 months a year, but even I forget sometimes. It really is quite fantastic. Um, what we have here is an ITF event, and you know I've described these before as kind of like double A, triple A uh, tennis, if you will. You know, if you're familiar with baseball and kind of the way that's set up, this one is not a challenger event. It's just a touch lower. It's for 100 ranking points, so it's technically an ITF event. So you'll find this stuff under ITF women, but again, 100 ranking points here, and it's a pretty solid field. You know, if you go back and, and um, compare this field to what we had from some of the 250s, again, the lower level WTA events the last couple of weeks, there's actually some better players here. Um, matches are just starting to open up. Again, this one could be tough from a timing perspective. A lot of this stuff is happening overnight, but not just overnight, like at one in the morning or so. So, you know, a lot of this stuff will be while I'm asleep. Maybe if you're up late on the West Coast, you might be able to watch some of this stuff. I'm not entirely sure, but just one play for now. Again, there's four lines that are open. We'll be talking about this all week. Anna Bogdan's playing Alexander Krunich. Um, hung the total here at 21 and a half. And as I start to look at some of my numbers here, really struggled to get this to 21, um, let alone 20 and a half. Now, this could be a competitive match. There's a chance that we see we see three sets here. Excuse me. Um, but outside of that, I really struggled to see how we get 21 and a half games here in this set. There may even be a 7-5 in the first set. And as long as we get wrap this thing up in two, I think we're going to look at a 6-2 kind of under 20 situation. You look at each player's last couple of weeks, and historically, they kind of average quick sets. There's a chance we might go under this in three sets, Andy. It really could be like a 6-1, 1-6-6-1 type situation. So I know I generally like to bet unders, but I, I think in this event where we're back outdoors, we're in some hard courts here, um, two players that just have – really been abysmal the last couple of weeks. It should be over pretty quickly. So under 21 and a half games. Bogdan. Bogdan, any relation to the NBA player? I believe that's Bogdan? his first name. So no. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. No, that's true. It's his first name. That's, I was trying to think of last name. name. Like... Scrap that. We'll edit that out. We'll cut that. <laughs> we are live, Andy. Um, tonight, tonight. Tom Brady takes on his old nemesis, the New York Giants, who have foiled his attempts at many a Super Bowl, two to be exact. Obviously, Doesn't like Eli, those NFC East teams. Yeah, Eli will not be on the field. Are they doing the Manning cast tonight? Somebody fill me in on that. I'm not on. I don't know they what the schedule be. is. They, they better uh, be. This game might stink, so I do. I do need the Manning cast. Well, I want Eli stories. I want Eli like casually like gloating about beating Tom Brady twice. Eli making fun of Peyton Manning for never beating Tom Brady. I do enjoy that part. I, mean, I like it when Eli kicks back a little because Peyton's kind of mean. But at I the same time, does. at the same time, I think it should just be the Phil Mickelson cast. That guy came. Yes, on the Manning cast. Good. They should just bring Phil in for all four quarters. Eli or Phil came like prepped. He flipped that interview on its head. I, I, he brought the heat for sure. But, yeah, Tampa Bay, minus 10 oh, and a half, minus, minus 11 at some places. Yeah, I, I have tried his coffee. I've tried it so fast. Some shit works. Tampa Bay, the, the total in this one is 50. And, honestly, this market has been pretty static. I feel like there hasn't been a whole lot of movement one way or the other. I think this just kind of opened right around 11 and just sat there all the week. I'm not a hondo percent sure on this total. Looks like the total dropped a 
titch. There were some 50 and a halfs in the opener, so not a lot. Maybe some two-way action. I don't know. I'll have to talk to somebody on that. It's either two-way action or not a lot of action whatsoever. Regardless, I don't have a strong lean. I would probably play the Giants plus 11 if you found a good price on that. It's bit much just based on how Tampa's offense has looked the past few weeks without Antonio Brown, who is in kind of trouble apparently for maybe it sounded like he might be actually vaccinated, lost his vaccination. We're gonna find out. And then he got a fake fax card. So the the whole weird Antonio Brown is in some convoluted legal situation. Well that's never happened before. So here we go again with that. He will be out this, you know, out again. And is this a correlated uh, parlay game? Should we be doing like Giants in the under, Tampa Bay in the over, and just kind of, you know, seeing seeing which one happens? Yeah, I don't think New York. That's probably true. I don't think New York is like gonna bolt, you know, just track me, kind of all stick with them. Like this ends up like thirty five twenty eight. If New York wins, it probably does stay under. So probably a bit of a correlation on underdog over favorite. Maybe not even over favorite. It might, it might be only correlation on the New York side because yeah. New York just may not show up offensively, and it could be, it'd be just like, like Tampa forty nothing kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, thirty one to three, whatever have you. But I know we will be doing some first touchdown scores. Oh, we got it. And I feel like I feel like there's going to be a uh, a tight end who cannot <laughs> just cannot get himself a USAA account. I love those commercials. I'm all for it. I can't tell if he's acting or not. I need more dumb Gronk in my life trying to do silly things like pretending that his USAA number is, was it like 12 or 18 or something? I, I, I think it was just his jersey number. It's 87, right? Yeah, I think he just picked his, which surprisingly, they probably nixed his original idea for what he wanted for that commercial. There's probably yeah, a number he had in mind, but yeah. it looks like he's back tonight. Um you know, this, this one's a little tough. He's been out for a while. There's a lot of positive words that they're optimistic that he makes a healthy return tonight. And if he does, you know, he kind of slides right in again. As you mentioned, we know Antonio Brown is out tonight. So he slides right in kind of that third target role, especially near the end zone. Um, you know, you poke around, you have some chances to find him at double digits, which generally is a great number. You know, I'm happy to take him at this price, especially kind of in this matchup here. The Giants have been um you know open and, and subject to a lot of tight end touchdowns here um i thought about even maybe playing break but was hoping for a higher number than kind of the 20s that's floating around out there um if Gronkowski is out i'll definitely add some break but it looks like Gronkowski's in so happy to play him at double digits um daniel jones for the giants again somebody that is you know always part of kind of that rushing package that takes opportunities down inside the red zone as you look you know, kind of with the Saquon Barkley absence and Devontae Booker only playing a few games. He's pretty close to, um, you know, second actually in t- uh, carries inside the 20 and inside the 10. So happy to grab him at 20 to 1. Um, we'll actually skip here, go right down to Brady at 35 to 1. You know, again, he's somebody that runs a lot more than people give him credit. You go back and look, he has a couple touchdowns every single year. And again, I'm happy to play him any chance I get at 30 to 1 or better. And the two tight ends for the Giants, with all the wide receiver turnover, um, you go back and look the last few weeks, there's four or five targets for Evan Ingram and three or four targets for Kyle Rudolph every game. 
Kyle Rudolph's, especially those targets, come inside the red zone. So I think that 50 to 1 is a really nice play. If you've got some risk free bets, maybe use them on something like that. That is just a, an outrageous number. That should be somewhere in the 20s. And then Ingram there at 25 to 1. Again, that should be, I have that closer to 15, definitely less than 20 to 1. Again, he's been picking up more and more targets. And again, it's a very un, unheralded offense here. I mean, the Giants aren't really fantastic, but. If they are going to score a touchdown here, it probably does come early in the game. That's what we've seen kind of from Tampa Bay um, and from the Giants especially. And if they're going to kind of draw something up here, we've seen it be Engram. We've seen it be Rudolph. Again, happy to grab the quarterbacks. And again, on the Tampa Bay side, if I had to pick somebody, I think it's Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette probably gets the first touchdown tonight. Might be Mike Evans, might be Godwin. But all three of them being between five and eight to one kind of just ruins that group a little bit. So got to go outside the top. Yeah, I'm with. I'm down. I'm. I'm only playing Rudolph. Rudy can't fail. Fifteen to one, easy money. Now I'll shot. probably play. All, you know, I'll play all of them. <laughs> you know, I will. I play him to score touchdowns. I've been doing that too. It's, it's I'm. I'm bad. probably. Yeah. We we forgot we were gonna do a joke segment where I'd say, and now for Andy's anytime touchdown scores, and then I give out the same five players. Which, truthfully, I'm. I'm gonna shop around. I'm gonna place all five of them anytime. Anytime touchdown for Rudy is eight to one. That he brought right was seven one last night. Yeah, literally, you could place equal stakes on all 10 bets first time and any time. And if Rudy hits, you're damn near even. Like, even if it's not the first touchdown, almost nothing else has to happen. So Rudy, anytime, I think that might be one of my favorite looks tonight. Uh, they do target him, especially with some of, like you said, some of the problems at wide receiver right now. Um, prize picks. I haven't won one of these in probably 10 years. I'm going to keep trying. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I believe doing, it. I'm doing you can do it. I'm Come doing on. a little differently. I'm I'm looking at the actual betting market for some of these props. I'm using the four for four tool. I'm using some of my own intuition and stuff, and I'm still just betting overs. <laughs> I bet an under the other week, and it, and the guy had a really great game. So I just picked out the <laughs> overs I like. In fact, at first glance, I wanted to play Chris Godwin's under, and I just can't do it with the way the target share has gone. The way this target share has gone with AB out, his targets have ballooned. And despite the Giants knowing this, I'm not sure they have, you know, all the secondary pieces to take away everybody. And Godwin just finds a way to get separation. And he has gotten 11, 12, and 8 targets over these past three non-AB games and had 23 catches in that span. So over six is a high number. I'm still going to play it. I think this pushes a lot of times and, and I honestly think he ends up again with seven or eight catches like he last the last few games. Um, I, I did a three-legger. I'm going five for one to make all my money back. Tom Brady, over 26 pass completions. This is a little more of a four for fours prop tool. Agreed with me on this. The market in general agrees with this. If you wanted to bet over 25 and a half, you got to lay like minus 220 in the betting market with this. And then just also his past couple games as far as how many completions he's had. If the game script goes to plan, and I think it does as far as limiting Fournette and making him throw a little more, I think we get this for sure. That's probably the one I'm least confident in. If I had to play just a two-leg, it would be Danny Jones and Godwin. Yeah. So I did play Daniel Jones as well as my third leg over 17.5 rushing yards. This is not something he gets every week but he is averaging six and a quarter carries per week. He's gotten this total of what? One, two, three, five, five out of eight games this week so far, or five out of eight games this year. 
in one other game, he only got 17 yards, which was actually last week. And despite being a top five rushing defense, the Buccaneers are actually a little susceptible to a running quarterback. If you go back and look at some of the schedule they played over the past few weeks, they actually gave up quite a bit to Jameis a couple weeks ago, or I think that was a few weeks back. They gave up a bunch to, in a game where the Bears only scored three points, they gave up like 40 yards to Justin Fields on the ground. They gave up a bunch to Jalen Hurts the week before that. So they are a team that has been susceptible. In fact, I think three out of the past four weeks, they've given up almost 40 yards to the rushing quarterbacks that they've had to face. And man, they actually did a good job against Heineke. He only had 15 in a game that was obviously a game script that we weren't expecting with the uh, Washington football team leading from wire to wire. But um, still, I like this one quite a bit. So Danny Jones, over 17 and a half rushing yards. Godwin, over six catches. And Brady, over 26 completions for this one. And you can get your... 100% 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code BBB for new users. And for that, I think we did it. We touched on all the sports we wanted to today. I'll have some college basketball starting next week. That'll be a lot of fun. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Hit the like on the way out. Bye, guys.